A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. I've got a returning guest today, a young lady from Ireland, a lady by the name of Cassie Mooney. Cassie, a very warm welcome to you. Thanks for having me again, Paul. And in our previous episode, listeners, you may recall, if you've listened to that particular one, uh, Cassie and I spoke around, you know, the three priceless or allegedly the three priceless commodities in life, time, love and money. So I want to expand upon that and go a bit deeper on that today. We'll see where the conversation takes us. You know the style now, these uh, these podcast episodes, these world game-changing podcast episodes. And Cassie, as a, as a young person, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a dance around this topic of what the world needs now. So without further ado, Cassie, what does the world need now, in your humble opinion? In my opinion, with what's going on at the minute with the whole pandemic, I think people need to come together more than anything. Do you agree, Paul? I do. Unity. Absolutely. And and that, and that thank you for mentioning that, Cassie, because that brings in something that I personally feel very strongly about, listeners. So at the moment, you know, the last year, the last 14, 15 months, whatever it's been, there's this thing, this pandemic, this word pandemic um, around Corona. So, okay, I, I, I totally get that. But I ask a bigger question, listeners, to, to build on what Cassie's just um, flagged up there. And it's this, what about the fear pandemic? What about the fear pandemic that's been around from day one? How it cripples us, how it paralyzes us, how it puts us in dark place, dark, desperate places. What about that? What are we going to do about that that's been here, you know, for generations and generations and generations, as I say, from, from year dot? Cassie, any thoughts around that? Like, I just think that it's been going on for so long now, but um, here in Ireland, like, it, they say stuff on the news to try to scare you into being afraid to go outside like I know a lot of people in the older generation they're so afraid to step outside their house they won't talk to their family like they don't go to the shop people bring them stuff and they take it through the window like you know what I mean and I just don't think it's right like you know it's the older generation and they mightn't have that long left in life Mm. and they're being scared to stay inside their homes and they're not being able to, you know, just go to the shop, you know, see their friends. It's, I think it's awful. Basics of life really, isn't it? You know, even that, you know, as you say, going to the shop or, or wherever, you know, and just having a natter with even a stranger in, you know, in the bus queue or in the bank queue or wherever it may be, the supermarket queue. And just, you know, having two or three minutes, that social interaction with 
hello, Mrs. Jones, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. You know, even a good moan, oh, my husband's playing me up again. He's spending all his time in the bookies or whatever it is. You know, these simple things in life, every day that we kind of take for granted. But when we've not got them, boy, do we miss them. I mean, those are the... Those are the everyday simple things, Cassie, are they not? Whether we're young, whether we're old, it doesn't matter. They're just labels. But they kind of knit us together as human beings, do they? Yeah, like it's it's the thing that people look forward to most at the minute. Like you sit at home all day and, you know, it's the highlight of your day to go out and maybe get milk in the shop or mm. <laughs> something like that, you know. And to take that away from people is just so hard and... When you go back into that environment, I think people are going to find it very difficult to communicate with people. Yeah, yeah, uh, it certainly set us off down a different path, that, uh, that is for sure. But what I want to do, Cassie, if I may, is just park the last, almost kind of, wouldn't this be nice, listeners, park the last 14, 15 months. Almost imagine, well, no, let's, let's, let's not almost imagine, let's imagine that the last 15 months, 14 months were just a nightmare. And this corona thing never really happened. So let's turn the clock back, 14, 15 months. And I want to go back, Cassie, to this word fear, this dirty four-letter F word called fear. And, and make the point. I mean, I want, I'm interested in how young people, forget the corona for the time being, but how young people perceive fear what what does what does fear what does that dirty four letter f word mean fear to young people generally i think people see it from all different points of view like it kind of it depends on the person that you are um some people could like have anxiety like fear of just going anywhere you know social anxiety and then some people would take fear as going for a bungee jump you know and <laughs> just mm. that adrenaline before you jump but um I you know I I probably wouldn't really have that much fear in different circumstances um maybe if you were you know growing up and going into society like finishing college and just that fear of becoming an adult but uh no, I, I don't see fear as, like in my eyes, I don't see it as a big thing. Mm. Because it has been around from, you know, from the year dot, from day one, hasn't it? Fear has been, you know, when you look at um, society history, the way it's evolved, there's a lot of fear. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of put it, frame it this way, listeners, and you've heard me say this so many times before. And this arguably is a massive oversimplification of the choices that we have in life as individuals. But it is a choice of either fear or love. And it's interesting, Cassie, to hear you say that, you know, you as an individual don't have massive, massive fear kind of across the board. And from my experience, and yet again, listeners, this is a massive, massive generalisation that people that are bought, you know, kind of uh, involved, reared in warm, loving, secure environments. I've heard that statement that Cassie's made so many times. It's really when we've come from that background of uncertainty, thinking nobody cares about us, nobody loves us, 
And that's certainly something that I can testify to for over decades of my life. And that plants a lot of fear. And I call it walking through life with dark sunglasses on because everything you view then is dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been lucky enough, Paul, that I grew up in a great environment and I had a brilliant support system to Mm. have someone there for me if I was going through anything. Yeah. Um, Like every step of life, like I always had someone to lean on if I was going through a hard time. Mm. And isn't it true, Cassie? We, we, you know, we spoke earlier on around the, you know, even having that natter over the garden fence or somebody in a bus queue, you know, a total stranger, as I say, doesn't matter. Just that release, that communication, that interaction. Um, and what you're saying there, I mean, it kind of reinforces the point, obviously, you know, growing up in a family a lot more closely and intimately. That's, But it's the same principle. You know, you've got that deep emotional social interaction with your family, your loved ones, and that helps us grow. And I think it just proves the point, Cassie, does it not, that we all need someone? Definitely, definitely. It really helps if you grow up in a good environment from the very start. Yeah. You know, because there's a train of thought that, you know, everything starts with self-love. And I get Mm -hmm. that. I absolutely get that 100%. But I also get the other side of the coin. Um, I can see both sides of the coin on this where, yeah, that's that's a nice philosophy. That's great to have. But you try doing loving yourself when you, you you know, and I speak from experience on this, um, when you're, you know, kind of at the bottom of the mountain looking up and it's, you know, you're involved in this darkness, this depression, this self-loathing self-hatred hatred's a strong word mm-hmm. but you know when you're at the kind of as as you know in a in a former life cassie i was at the bottom of the pile looking up and you you know you're almost clinging on just for bare life you're just giving up and you just don't want to know anymore that can be very difficult can't it to say well do you know what paul just start embracing self-love i mean it's it's almost like saying oh you haven't got any money at the moment, but if you become a millionaire, you'll be okay. I mean, it's as kind of bland as that, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's people don't realise, like, you know, obviously you've experienced stuff like that, Paul, and when someone from the outside looking in who doesn't have any experience with that is giving you advice, it can be very hard to take um, because obviously they haven't experienced what you've experienced in life. And you think that it's so easy just to pick yourself up and they just don't understand, you know. Mm. And, and that's a very valid point, Cassian, leads very nicely into. So what is the answer? What is the solution? Um, and that, yet again, just that response of mine is very simplistic. But and I know we touched upon this, Cassie, in our first episode uh, podcast conversation. The answer is love. Listeners, time and time and time, all roads, there's an old saying, isn't there? All roads lead to Rome. I'm going to challenge that. All roads lead to love. Because no matter what aspect of life, and I speak, you know, I speak of someone that's had six decades on this beautiful planet with all its weird and wonderful charms, dramas, challenges, tears, tantrums, happiness, call it what you will, the whole kind of shooting match, if you will that the world is a beautiful place, but it's maybe we sometimes just need to take our dark sunglasses off and see just how bright the world is 
And, you know, that, that self-love is the answer. But if somebody can give us that, I mean, if, we're, if, if financially we're bankrupt, we've got no money, and then somebody said, well, that's okay, Paul, just become a millionaire. You'll be great there. You'll be grand. Just become a millionaire. All right, okay. Where's my magic wand for my million? Um, <laughs> facetiously. Um, but if somebody puts their arm around you, metaphorically, Cassie, and says, do you know what? Here's a few shillings. Here's a few dollars. Here's a few euros. That'll get you started. And that's the same principle about love, isn't it? To say, okay, you get started now becoming a millionaire. Well, that can be very, very difficult unless somebody says to you, do you know what? Here's a good start. And it's the same principle with emotions, isn't it? To know that somebody cares, to, that they believe in you. They put that arm around your shoulder and say, do you know what? Come on, it'll be okay. I'm here with you. I'm holding space for you. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about love, but I'm going to show love. Any thoughts around that, Cassie? Oh, I completely agree with you there, Paul. Like it's, it's all about a support system. Um, no matter what you're doing in life, whether it's compared to love or money or what you're talking about there I completely agree with it it's the way people approach you it's not about um telling you that you'll be like you'll be fine if you have this and you'll be fine if you have that it's about getting you to that place mm -hmm. but giving you the support to do that so you touched upon Cassie obviously um you know the uh, the beautiful kind of well be I don't know if beautiful probably beautiful is the right word there was a reason I said that but um, you know the upbringing the the nurturing the rearing the support that you've had so you know love obviously um, has been a very very key part of that so you know do you find yourself Cassie because you've been given that and you know that's been invested in you from an early age and consistently through your life you then carry it on with other people because you've got, in an emotional sense, you're very rich. You're very rich. So in your emotional bank account called your heart, you've got a lot of currency to give away to people that you choose to give it to. Do you find that is the case because you've got that? Yeah, I, I would believe that. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, as you said, it was all about how I was brought up and like everyone supported me emotionally and like if I have any friends or any family and they need someone to lean on like I can always be that person to lean on Um, I believe that it's very important to encourage people and to love people to get them out of a dark place or to get them to the place that they want to be in life and it's it's so important to be there for the people around you mm. Because when, you know, I mean, the, the, the title, Cassidy, the umbrella title of this podcast, World Game Changes. Now, that's a massive title, isn't it? And that, that stokes all kinds of imaginations of people, um, you know, around, well, what is a world game changer? And my take upon that is every single one of us, every single one of us is already now a world game changer. So before I go into that any, any deeper, Cassie, what was your reaction to that massive sensationalist statement I've just made? Um, just about the world game changers, Paul? Mm, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, as I said, everyone is one. Everyone has the opportunity to change life, uh, no matter what it be, whether it be involving yourself in a cause or 
feeling secondhand emotion for someone and supporting that person. Like it's the littlest thing can help and Mm. everyone has that opportunity now and I really think that they should use it. Yeah, I mean, that's... So let me play devil's ad. I mean, you're absolutely right, Cassie, in my humble opinion. I love what you've just said there. So thank you for that. Let me play a little bit of devil's advocate, if I may. So imagine that you are... You know, you're in the middle of something called world game changes, you know, a phenomenal movement that that's embracing love and, you know, guidance and support and direction for people um, that are, you know, less for, you know, we're, we're, we're clubbing in together as a global family to make the world a better place. So imagine you're kind of very key within that, Cassie. You've just met me and I'm a guy that's kind of down on my luck. I'm giving up. And I say to you, do you know what, well, Cassie, what's this world game changes thing you keep talking about? And, you know, and, and your eyes light up and, you know, what is it? And you keep telling me I'm a world game changer. Cassie, I don't feel like a world game. I feel like I've had enough. I feel garbage. And you're talking to me about I, I'm a world game changer. Help me. Help me to see how I, because I feel worthless and I feel I've got self-hatred. And my world is dark. Now you try and tell me, girl, how I'm on earth. Am, am I a world game changer? You know, when you've experienced so much in life, you have such a different perspective than people. And it's at your lowest point that you can make the biggest difference, I believe. And, you know, when you see a world from a different perspective, that's where you can make a big change because you can give people the idea of what you've gone through in life and that's a ripple effect. It it will make people see things from a different perspective and it'll help them, people that are at a lower stage in their life because you have that perspective of someone else and that's what can make things change. What a fantastic answer, listeners. What a fantastic answer. A different perspective. It might not be as bright as, you know, say in this example I've used. My example in that role play might not have been initially as bright as Cass's, but there was those inspirational insights around, well, there is a difference here, you know. And isn't it true, listeners, that to appreciate the beautiful sunshine, we need the rain. To appreciate the light, we need the dark. I think the, uh, the modern day term for it is yin and yang, you know, this duality that is actually oneness. And that's, but that's down to actually two people then, Cassie, talking, isn't it? One inspiring the other. I use that term, the metaphoric arm around the shoulder. Come on, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. Come on, hang on in there. Um, but it all comes down to that emotional, that that time, that compassion, that caring, that love, doesn't it, ultimately? When you strip it right back, Cassie, I mean, we can play with words all day long, but let's use one, you know, I've flagged up that dirty four-letter F word, fear. Well, let's mm-hmm. switch that and let's let's park that and, and flip over to a beautiful, beautiful four-letter L word called love. And that's why... Listeners, from from my own point of view, I say time and time and time again, it is a choice. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here myself and say a simple choice between love and fear. Mm -hmm. Cassie, other than unity, what else is it that the world needs now? 
What does the world need now? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to think, Paul. Um, what about the environment? What about, I know we touch with on this stuff. I mean, you know, okay, so let's start on a cup that, you know, as we did, let's, let's pull out the thread, Cassie, that we did in the first podcast, you know, where we looked at the three angles of time, love, and money. And it might be worth just taking a couple of minutes just to refresh listeners' minds, Cassie, about how we come to a, I don't know if a conclusion is the right word, because how are you ever going to conclude such a, well, on any one of those three topics, let alone all three put together? But can you remember how we drew a conclusion around time? And actually, we've all got the same amount of time. It's just a a question of how do we see the day? Oh, the day's really gone quickly today, or hasn't it dragged today? That's a perception yeah. thing with us as individuals, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It all depends on how you spend your time. Yeah, yeah. So the time one, we'll park that one. Uh, the love with kind of... So let's go into the money, the time, love and money. So... Tell me, Cassie, around your world, um, obviously not delving in, into your deep finances, your personal stuff, but, <laughs> but generally, what, you know, what's your attitude? What's your relationship with money? Well, Paul, I was a student last year, so um, I was finishing my degree, and during this whole pandemic, I was studying hospitality management. Mm. So um, I just started working full-time, and this whole virus <laughs> came into effect so my whole um my whole sector is all you know down at the minute and it, it was very hard at the start um you know when you just got on your feet and starting your first job and you know getting going and all that just kind of falls apart so I was just kind of sitting at home thinking twiddling my thumbs what am I going to do with myself you know Mm. Um, and it was actually dad, um, was talking to a few people about this new, um, new thing called cash FX. And he just, he obviously got all the family involved. It was such an opportunity that he couldn't turn it down. Um, so it really has helped me. It's, it's like trading online Forex market. So, um, it has provided a second income for me while I am down <laughs> out of work at the minute so that has really helped me at the moment Paul. Mm, it's um, yeah this is a very very interesting model and I think it's an interesting model not just on its fine I mean it's, listen it's got its risk anything in, in life that's you know that's worth having has a risk to it because by definition if it's worth having everybody wants it and if everybody wants it, that makes it that makes it risky. You know, if it's something yeah. that's kind of just stuck in the cupboard out of the way, nobody really, you know, like an old tin of beans, nobody really cares about that old tin of beans. Oh, it's been stuck in they've been stuck in that cupboard for, for ages. Nobody bats an eyelid, nobody cares. So that's that's, yeah, that's safe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nothing nothing's guaranteed, Paul. Nothing's guaranteed. But I suppose that brings in our risk then to how we approach life. And going back to those scenarios, Cassie, that we painted between, you know, let's let's kind of, if I can turn the clock back, say, I don't know, 40 or say 50 years. Um, and, you know, 
you and I are growing up in the same community, but with very, very, very contrasting uh, circumstances. So you're being brought up in a warm, loving, secure environment, family, friends, that kind of thing. And mine is completely polarised. Now, your attitude, I would suggest, to being given a great opportunity like um, CFX, Cash FX, you're going to be able to, I would suggest, um, embrace that because your fear factor is a lot less than mine. Whereas somebody that says to me, Paul, I've got the same opportunity here for you that I've offered Cassie and she's taking it. Because I've got dark sunglasses on, Cassie, it's like I'm full of fear. It's like, no, it's a scam. Um, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. And look at the risk. Yeah, but Paul, what about the reward? No, no, no. And there's a big difference there, Cassie, isn't it? How, as you say, quite rightly, how people perceive things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it is, it's all about how you value money. And I was always brought up to value my money. I was like, mom and dad taught me the lessons of money like they wouldn't go out and buy me big fancy things and I bought my first car and insurance and all that kind of stuff and it really makes you value it a lot more but dad took that risk of uh like he was the first person to take the risk of seeing how it goes and when you see how it goes for someone else it definitely does help to get rid of that fear factor Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Cash FX, so yeah, what a great initiative. And the other thing about it, Cassie, it's not just a return on investment financially, is it? Because I'll share with you listeners, um, I'm actually involved in this initiative. And what's interesting, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm kind of new to the game, so to speak. But what's really, really impressed me um, in my heart as well, because obviously the numbers on the return on investment financially, a lot of that belongs in the head. You know, do the balance sheets, do the profits and loss stack up. You know, what is the return on investment? That's great. But what's really impressed me with this, Cassie, is the community. To be able to jump on a call and just listen to people's stories and the energy and the positivity and the warmth and the love that they speak about. You know, all these, these people, ordinary people, Ordinary people, what the world, um, you know, might class as ordinary, if you know, uh, if that's even the right word. Um, but coming together, sharing a common, a common interest. It's a great community, Cassie, isn't it? It's so much more than just a financial return. Yeah, it just goes back to that support, Paul. Like, um, you're never alone when you're getting set up, like there's always a support system there and there's always help if you need it. Um, As you were saying, there's calls that you can go on to and um, you can educate yourself a bit more um, before you take that jump and going in. And there's always other people that will happy to give you your phone number and stuff like that. And they'll ring you or jump on a Zoom on your own and give you that additional support. Mm, definitely definitely so we come to a close Cassie I want to thank you immensely uh for for what you know for being part of this this great conversation it's always a pleasure to talk to you and it's and in particular listeners I I feel and hope you agree that it's always a pleasure to listen to young people give the 
they're slant on the world. You know, what kind of sunglasses or not have they got on? How do they see the world? And that's the purpose of these Young Game Changers episodes, to see a different perception. You know, Cassie's alluded to that. And in, in yet again, in my humble opinion, she was absolutely right. We all see the world differently. But you know what? To go right back to, you know, the question I asked Cassie at the top of this podcast, dance, this conversation, Cassie, give us the one thing. And the word that Cassie gave us was around the unity. And that's not a bad way to start and, and progress forward in a better life. So Cassie, immense gratitude to you. I just want to invite you in now, if I may, to share your contact details. Uh, how can people reach out to you, connect with you and that kind of thing? So I'm on all platforms, Paul, as Cassie Mooney. Um, the best one to probably get me on is LinkedIn. So there you go, listeners. The um, Cassie's details will be in the show notes. And all that remains now is for me to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>